Welcome to Unethical Podcast. October 16, 2017, Chris finished Sonichu issue 12 and released the final pages onto her Patreon. Most of Sonichu 12 is about LGBTQ issues, uh, transitioning using quack science, and fat shaming, which is fun. In October, Chris also became friends with the YouTuber Copper Cab, who you may remember from a little viral video where this little ginger kid rants about how gingers have souls in reaction to yes. the ginger episode of South Park. Gingers, why? Why do gingers have to be put down so much like really what's so different about us besides our hair color huh really what is so freaking different tell me god copper cab seemed to genuinely like chris and the sonichu comics and uh wasn't trying to embarrass her okay now things get a little british catfish story at this point on October 25th, a troll sent an email to Chris claiming that they were John Yamada, a character from Hyperdimension Neptunia, which is an anime series about dueling video game consoles or something like that. Never heard of it. Okay. Celeste playing it off like she doesn't know exactly what it is. I don't really exactly understand it. I think all the characters are supposed to represent consoles, and it's like Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, and they're like, they have their own console universes or something. And they fight each other. I don't really fully understand it. See, anyway. she's perfectly describing the plot. Do you know what it is? Am I actually right? No, I don't. I'm just trying to be a dick. Oh, uh, I'm so Ouch. RJ, why would you do this to me? Cool. End meeting. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Chris genuinely believed that there were alternate dimensions where everything created exists, including Quickville and all of the Sonichu characters, and of course, My Little Pony. So the troll used this to convince Chris that her Sega Dreamcast had the power to open a portal into the alternate dimension, and that Chris could use it to go to Quickville. And poor dumb Chris fully bought into all of this garbage. So over the course of the deception, the troll sent Chris various audio recordings allegedly collected in alternate dimensions, as well as photoshopped images of news broadcasts to keep her convinced that Quickville was real and keep her up to date on the goings on there. Uh, the content in the Sonichu comics became more and more invaded by these cuckoo ideas, as well as juvenile pranks from the troll, including like I'm like he's writing the Sonichu comics at the same time and he's putting these ideas into the comic just in case that wasn't clear. Uh, one of the things was providing Chris with uh, false translations of the dialogue in Sonichu. Uh, it was dumb shit. Like, I have a dick and I like to fuck dudes in Japanese or like pro-Nazi phrases in German, which Chris believed both were made up languages. <laughs> um, Chris's posts got gradually more and more insane talking about how she had been astral projecting into Quickville to help the residents defeat whatever enemy they were battling, which was usually the Nazis. 
and how Magichan Sonichu had arrived in our world and discovered the hidden portal in the Dreamcast, which Chris foolishly tried to use, and it allowed five goddesses from the hyperdimension Neptunia anime to possess her, and they can use her body to unleash their powers on our world. But Chris had decided that they are good people. Uh, she uploaded a video of herself dancing to the viral Serbian militant song Remove Kebab, as it was known online. Um, it was a propaganda polka song created by Serbian extremists. She apparently did this as a result of uh, the troll convincing her that one of the militants in the video was actually the interdimensional soldier assigned to rescue Silvana Rosechu, who had been kidnapped from Quickville. Uh, this rescue mission led to a brief war, which she claimed almost reached Charlottesville, Virginia, but didn't thanks to the efforts of the Quickville military. As a result of the war, Quickville was invaded by an army of Nazis that took over the city hall and imprisoned all of the characters of Sonichu, according to a fake broadcast sent by the troll. And the troll convinced Chris that her previous male iteration in the comic book, Christian Chandler, had been sent into the past by Hitler, and that while he was there, he abolished all women's rights so that he could have any sweetheart he wanted. Um... A lot of this campaign involved Nazi and white supremacist shit, and they also had Nazis attack Equestria, where the ponies live. And they convinced Chris to destroy one of her most beloved custom-made amiibos, her My Little Pony figure she made in her own image, by telling her that the Nazis had hidden an audio recording device inside. So this is just the medallion mission all over again, just like way more fucking complicated. Um... The troll also convinced Chris that Rose Chu was using his computer from time to time to talk to Chris. And in one conversation, Rose Chu told Chris that she was actually a trans woman that was born with a penis. And Chris took to Facebook announcing that the trolls had been right all those years ago on 4chan, Rose Chu did have a dick, which was the source of one of the first explosive overreactions in all of Christery. I'll take that one in there. So Chris swore up and down this was all real. And this latest fiasco led to a video created by the, uh, well, he was for a time, most subscribed YouTuber on the platform, PewDiePie, telling the story of Chris Chan on his channel. Um, so if you're familiar with PewDiePie, then you can just imagine the flood of new attention that this sent over to Chris, just in time for Chris to be at her worst that she'd been in years. It's crazy. Because the PewDiePie still to this day would do that, you know? not as powerful as he was back then but jesus christ um unfortunately chris tends to be an object that once in motion stays in motion once she starts posting screaming youtube videos throwing her fists around and breaking shit she just keeps on posting youtube videos throwing her fists around and breaking shit uh the trolls and followers became concerned about chris's descent into madness during this time believing that there must be an idea guy behind this insane new belief system and the idea guy did eventually expose himself in the highest rankings of the troll community and the most dedicated of his trolls, of, uh, sorry, Chris's trolls, could expand on the Idea Guy's current schemes. So one of the trolls suggested they try to trigger another GameStop incident by convincing Chris to go to a GameStop to meet with one of his characters from the um, Hyperdimension Neptunia storyline. Chris was smart enough this time not to go inside, instead only standing at the window and shouting the character's name like a crazy person before going home. Um, another troll suggested that they convince Chris that the real Sonichu would give birth to his long-desired daughter, Crystal, if Christine raped Sonichu up the ass in the next episode of the comic, which she did. 
Uh, Chris later announced that she had abandoned Christianity in favor of her new religion. Her deities were now the goddesses from hyperdimension Neptunia. And Chris claimed this was because she got more back when she needed guidance from the goddesses than she ever did from the Lord or Jesus, completely ignorant of the fact that she abandoned her religion to worship one extremely dedicated troll. Fun, fun side note, though, um, the the Nep- Neptunia uh, hyperdimension goddesses and uh, regular god, same amount of real. So funny how that works. Yeah weird okay so the fall of the troll came in early 2018 when one of chris's followers found out who he was and fully doxed him with his photo home address and all of his personal information on the quickie forums for the other followers the person who exposed him claimed they did this because the new sonichu content was shit now and he was tired of it uh okay so the new sonichu storylines included the induction of the the introduction of the nazi takeover making several of the characters Islamic extremists and the random addition to the cast, Bundy Chu, modeled after Ted Bundy. And Chris had no idea who Ted Bundy was. Bundy Chu. I love it. <laughs> Does sound fun and like... Did he drive a little beetle? <laughs> Volkswagen beetle? Not that I know of, no. Unibrow? Mm, I can't remember now, actually. I think maybe. She also briefly added a new pony whose name was Cunty Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> love it. That's my new. That's my new nickname for Bo, for Bo. That was a fun one, Cunty Nugget. On January 6, twenty eighteen, Chris attended MacFest, where a panel was being held that was dedicated to talking about her life, the Chris Chan story. The panelists were surprised to find Chris in attendance, and according to the attendees, the panelists had to try on the fly to make the original mocking tone of the presentation less inflammatory. And when they finished, Chris was invited to speak, and apparently dozens of people were screaming with excitement and rushing to get a hug or a high five from Chris, telling her how much they loved her. And Chris also finally met in person one of his first nemeses, Adam Stackhouse, the winner of the Parappa the Rappa contest back in 2007. (laughs) Uh, In late February 2018, the troll pretending to be John Yamada returned, this time with four troll lackeys in tow to continue fucking with Chris. Uh, this time they introduced a new aspect to their trolling beyond just influencing Sonichu and fucking her up mentally. They also duped her into sending them money, games, and other purchases, which they knew that she couldn't afford. Uh, they also tried to start convincing Chris she was a pedophile by having her draw herself in a relationship with a 15-year-old character in the comic and convincing her that she was bisexual by having her draw herself in a polyamorous relationship with a male and a female character. They also got her to film a new house tour video so they could see how bad the house had gotten since Chris and Barb moved, Chris and Barb moved, oh my gosh, Chris and Barb moved back in after the fire. Uh, It wasn't nearly as bad as the previous video, but both Chris and Barb had clearly fallen back into old hoarding habits, especially in the storage rooms, living room, and Chris's office. And once again, the back door was completely blocked. I assume the trolls got her to go through some of the shit for their interest as well, because suddenly Chris was finding a bunch of new stuff to try to sell online, including items that had once belonged to Chris's half-brother, Joseph Cole Smithy. And Chris offered a certificate of authenticity with any new purchases, but those who had received them believed that Chris had forged Barb's signature. Chris responded by uploading a video of them both signing a piece of paper and then showed that the signatures were legitimate, even though they were strikingly similar. Uh, Chris also attempted to make some additional money during this time by joining Twitch, a game streaming platform on which you can uh, 
get donations as you play. The only thing that's interesting about that is that I watched some of the chats from the streams and there were like so many pervy old dudes that were thirsty for Christine. Oh, I wasn't aware that was possible. And yet. Hmm. And yet. <laughs> Chris also got herself banned from another game store during this time by vandalizing a sign promoting a Pokemon tournament by drawing Sonichu on it. In early April of 2018, Chris released a video apologizing to one of the trolls' fake cartoon personalities or some shit. I don't even know. Honestly, it's like the like a character in a show that he was apologizing to because this character he thought was real, but it was just a troll. I don't know. It was fucking insane. But apparently the troll convinced Chris that she was a pedophile and then she admitted it. And then the trolls said that they would expose her if she didn't give them $20,000, which of course she didn't have. And then they said that they would blow up the moon in Quickville if Chris didn't give them $20,000. And then they pretended to be Sonichu characters on the chat, telling Chris that the moon was blown up and that Moonrock was hurtling towards Quickville and everyone was going to die. <laughs> so Chris begged them for something else that he could do. So first the trolls said, give me $500, which of course Chris doesn't have. And then they said, sit outside for a week with no bathroom breaks at all. And Chris was like, I can't do that. That sounds hard. And then they demanded an apology video. And in the video, Chris looked like she hadn't slept in days, was wildly disheveled, apologizing, saying she was a pedophile, and then had a very, very aggressive mental breakdown. Uh, the trolls said they were not satisfied and instead demanded Chris bring her mother in and show her a very large graphic Sonichu dick that she had drawn on the wall behind her lesbian pride flag, which Chris did. And Barb got so offended, she started crying and then left. What is a lesbian pride flag? It's just a pride flag? It's like a pink flag with like two of the female symbols, like interlocked. Looking for new things to burn. What's a, oh, sorry. What's a violent mental breakdown? That was the other thing I wanted to ask. What was that? I mean, like a very, uh, it was just like a lot of like guttural moaning and like screaming. So it was like audible. Yeah, but no words, just like, just <laughs> one of those. Okay. <sighs> yeah, basically, and like clenched fists, and yeah, it was something to see. Okay, after this, Chris went to her longtime real-life friend, Anna, and asked her for help. Anna was the first woman from the blog that he met in that store. Do angels have names? Does anyone remember? Anyway, it's her. <laughs> All Anna did was tell the administrator of the quickie what was going on, and no one stepped up to help uh, Chris as she descended more and more into complete batshit madness, and the abuse continued to worsen. Uh, Chris continued sending the trolls money and gradually started selling more and more personal items, including her Manchester High Amethyst Ring. Really? That has the power? Yeah. That's all the power. Or she finally sold it, yeah. I don't know. Somebody else has Chris Chan power. Yeah. That's fucked. For the first time in quite a long time, Chris also released another degrading blackmail video of her furiously licking the Sonichu dong on her wall which was now on full display because the trolls forced her to sell her lesbian flag saying she didn't need it anymore because she was bisexual. It would turn out that this was actually the result of a troll posing as his college professor, telling Chris that he wanted an apology video because Chris had caused him to end up in a mental institution. And um, as is a theme in many of these Chris trolls, the gang of dickheads also forced Chris into exercising regular regularly so that he could be in good shape when he gets to Quickville and can keep up with the Sonic crew. So that's basically that. 
Chris did several interviews around this time where she ranted about her incredibly insane theories. But Chris started fighting back against the trolls when the financial blackmail started interfering with her attending BronyCon 2018. Just to be clear, this not when the mortgage wasn't being paid, not when they couldn't afford food, not when Barb needed dental work, but when she couldn't afford BronyCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever to all that. Did, was she able to go to BronyCon? <laughs> no. Fuck. Oh. Uh-oh. I smell a meltdown. Chris posted a series of tweets where she detailed her, quote, major sexual deviancy, stating publicly that she was bisexual, a furry, addicted to porn, uh, even scat and piss porn, attracted to teenagers, attracted to old people, attracted to herself and attracted to her mother. Uh, She then claimed the account had been hacked, but the typing matched that of Chris. So uh, it's more likely that she did it because someone promised her money and then reneged on the deal. (laughs) On June 23rd, 2018, Chris attended a game convention called Too Many Games, where she was asked to leave after repeatedly kissing fans inappropriately when they approached her to take pictures. (laughs) I'm going to do that at a podcast convention. Just lick their cheek. <laughs> Hi, how are you? That's my plan. That's where I'm going to fall in love, baby. Crime con. <laughs> That's how you're going to find your sweetheart. Yep. Okay. So just this whole saga with the hyperdimension Neptunia and the idea guy and this, these insane batshit theories this saga is three years long so honestly like it's a lot of it is not that interesting she goes absolutely cult level insane believing year after year the dimensional merge that would bring her to quickville was coming being pushed back because of bureau re- bureaucratic red tape and posting shit pretending to be her characters I'm hesitant to mention this because it's gross and disturbing, but I feel like I should because it's a good reminder that Chris is in fact a shitty person. Okay, Chris uh, adopted a kitten, which he took from a cat that had been living on his property for some time and then posted about it. And a few days later, he posted an image of a disemboweled kitten claiming that the dogs had killed his kitten. And through reverse image search, followers were able to find that the picture was a fake. And when they called him out on it, Chris responded that Magichan had posted it. Luca Magnata posted it. It wasn't me. Um, the kitten did end up dying because it was not healthy to begin with, but that like Chris didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, that's a funny joke, Chris. Yeah, hilarious. It's a- Gross. Right? It's so fucked up, dude. I bet, he, I bet it died because he tried to stuff it in his taint hole. <laughs> He got whatever was in the taint hole on the cat and it just died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, he's like, you're going to go up here. And then the cat smelled it and was just like, nope. And just cut its own throat with its claw. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You tried to jam up there. This is how you get a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse pussy birth. I love how selective Celeste is with the the horrible things that (laughs) come out. Whoa, that's too far. But something equally horrible 20 minutes earlier? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing further to say. Yes, I am that. 
<laughs> Throughout 2018, Chris befriended a group of actual teenagers who live nearby after one of them purchased the uh, torn up pornographic image of Chris and Megan that she came for quick. Um, they purchased it through Twitter when Chris was desperate for money. And the teens released several videos of Chris hanging out with them, where it's speculated that she was high on marijuana and doing weird shit like making out with invisible people. I'm sorry for saying I'm a pedophile. Um, The teens claimed that Chris would touch them and be uncomfortably close, um, but a concerned follower threatened to dox the teens if they didn't leave Chris alone and stop trying to ruin her life. So they did. Chris's crazy ways got her in trouble once again near the end of 2018 when she contacted a diehard fan um, whose name was Jacob. Uh, He was an autistic gay man, and he believed himself to be a prophet of the God of the universe who went by the name Jacoba. Uh, Jacob believed that it was his sworn duty to rid the world of sinners on behalf of Jacoba. But more importantly, Jacob was madly in love with Christian and had been for quite some time. That's the perfect person for a, like a Bible thumper, Chris Chan. Chris reached out to Jacob only because she was desperate for money to get to BronyCon. And the trolls convinced her that Jacob would probably give her money if she asked. And that didn't happen. But what did happen was that Jacob started enacting a plan to be with Chris forever and ever. He convinced Chris that he exchanged a series of messages with Magichan. Magichan told him that the only way to start the dimensional merge would be for Chris and Jacob to have sex and get married. And Chris believed this. Their plan was only halted by the fact that both of them were poor and lived in different states, so they had no way to meet each other in person. Seemingly influenced by Jacob, Chris spent the next several weeks pretending to be Magichan on YouTube, claiming that the real Chris was in Sonichu's body and traveling around the U.S. visiting all of her internet friends, including Jacob. <laughs> Chris actually believed that she had met Jacob already as Sonichu, and so she believed it would be okay to invite him to live with her at her house until Barb died. Jacob bought himself a train ticket. But concerned followers of Chris pretended to befriend Jacob and got him to reveal his true motives on the Discord chat. On the chat, when this wasn't his true motives, this was Jacob trying to impress the trolls. Um, On the chat, Jacob said several terrible things about Barb, Chris, the house, complaining that it would probably smell really bad because Chris had sent him a blanket that smelled like dog shit and saying that he hoped that Barb would die really soon. He also confessed in the chat that he believed that he's been killing homeless people by sending demons out into the world to force them to overdose, which is what he's contracted to do as a prophet of Jacoba. Yeah, I remember that being in my Jacoba contract. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty ironclad, so. Mm. Standard Jacoba wording. Mm-hmm. They sent this audio to Chris, who cut off all contact with Jacob for a time. She wasn't done with Jacob just yet. She forgave him, and Jacob continued to alienate Chris from her followers over the course of 2019. In February of 2019, Chris received a Nintendo Switch as a gift from a couple claiming they were moving to the Ruckersville, Virginia area, and wanted to adopt and take care of her when they arrived. Seems pretty, like, weird and forward and creepy to me, but apparently these were actually, like, real people that just felt bad for Chris. But after spending some time trying to help Chris, they realized that Chris was actually a shitbag, claiming that they had been swindled out of hundreds of dollars and that he treated them as subhuman. Yep, that's what happens. You give a mouse a switch and then they swindle you out of hundreds of dollars. That's how that works. (laughs) That's how the book goes, right? 
In late 2019, a young film student attempted to film a proper Chris Chan documentary called Chris Chan versus the Internet, complete with live interviews with Chris, Barb, and even Megan, the gal pal that started it all. However, the trolls quickly doxed the filmmaker, and the film had to be scrapped for the filmmaker's own protection, which sucks. It would have been really nice to have seen something more personal than what's available now, which is just this, a retelling of the timeline. Now we arrive in the age of coronavirus, and we are nearing the end of our journey. Hello, 2020. Um, Now I do mean nearing the end of the journey. Chris was largely quiet over the next two years as she was so enthralled with her insane dimensional merge mission that she wasn't really putting out any content, and nothing was really being leaked because the trolls were in it for personal gain and not to humiliate Chris. Uh, Chris didn't like COVID because her beloved conventions were all getting cancelled. And our buddy Jacob Prophet also didn't like it because he had weaseled his way into going to said conventions with Chris. Not a lot happens early 2020, but in April, Chris once again was taken over by one of her characters for a time. This time it was Sonichu himself. Sonichu informed the world that Chris was on a uh, noble mission back in time to stop the coronavirus from ever happening so that she could attend BabsCon, a uh, My Little Pony convention that had recently been canceled. Hmm. Can I can I mention real quick that... Um... These these fucking losers take video game conventions so seriously too. Yes. Um, packs still happen in February of 2020. Um, yeah. Wow. And I I was I was working, um, mind you, uh, my way up to, but still unpaid as reviewing video games for this website, and I was expected of me. It was all paid, like the the passes were paid for, but I was supposed to go to packs, and I was like. Hey, I don't know about this. And then they effectively fired me. Because <laughs> I didn't want to go to PAX in, the, in Boston in a fucking convention center at the dawn of the pandemic. <laughs> so do you still do that or like just for somebody better? No, no, because it was all like it was just somebody I knew and it, he, he was getting paid for it. I had only done like five articles, but I was getting free games. So what I ended up doing was that was uh, I started taking all of their um, their marketing mails and uh, that he had signed me up for. And I just started taking all of the codes and using them on my podcast um, just spitefully. <laughs> so, yeah. Sick. Amazing. <laughs> well, now you're in podcasting and just you wait. They'll start sending you free shit. It only took us a year. That's right, mean- dude. I worked my way up to be uh, as, as, a, as an unpaid video game writer to an unpaid podcast producer to now as an unpaid podcast host. I'm fucking crushing it. Uh, don't worry. I'm a failed stand-up too. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really where hey, uh, Fuck starts. you. I am so much more than a failed stand-up. I am a failed uh video game reviewer i am a failed podcaster i i am a failed writer i got failure mile long behind me how dare you distill me to failed comedian <laughs> you're failing up rj uh yeah but i mean the failed comedian things where he started failing you know you should never gotten <laughs> <into comedy. laughs> thanks thanks richard I, you're right i shouldn't forget my roots yeah exactly come on <laughs> You'll always be a failed stand-up to me, my friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't failed at this yet. That's true. 
Gotta fail big, baby. Let's do it. Yeah, so Sonichu was just being a good dude, taking care of Barb while Chris was gone. Uh, Chris was unsuccessful in her attempts um, to stop COVID, as you know, Fuck. since COVID happened. If he only, ha- if she only had a ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. Would have made all the difference. Let us all down. Um, in summer of 2020, Chris and Jacob had a falling out after Jacob claimed he had performed a blood ritual with Chris's Pokemon cards, merging himself with Magichan forevermore. And Chris did not like that at all. Chris made another attempt to go back in time in late 2020, leaving Sonichu in charge once again. And it's now 2021. In January of 2021, followers were getting extremely concerned about Chris, as she had been pretending to be Sonichu for several months. Uh, Chris claimed she returned from the past in late February of 2021 and quickly spent her stimulus check on crystals, which I guess she was into now. Crystals, but it's like actually just crystal. She just bought like fucking like an eight ball of shards. <laughs> like now I'm into crystals. <laughs> Not realizing it's just meth. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the mentality my my daughter has. Like we went to the comic convention those year, and like I'm like if you guys want something, like get a poster, get a comic, get whatever you want. Molly's like, come with me. She brings me to like the rock fucking lady. She's like, I want <laughs> these. I'm like, We're Aww. at a giant convention right now. You want a bag of rocks? Fucking let's do this. Here's 10 bucks. Have fun. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> She's eight. Chris Chan's 38 by this time, probably. Chris allegedly bought these crystals with the goal of obtaining a taser and using the taser on the crystals to cause the dimensional merge. Uh, It's unclear if Chris ever did this. In June of 2021, Chris was slightly more active online, but only to share posts of her daily tarot card readings, which I guess she was also into now. And uh, one of the only posts unrelated that month was a post begging for money after Chris had apparently wrecked their car running into a big rig trailer. Now, July of 2021 is when we get into the real reason that we're here today. Just now, 35,000 words (laughs) and 13 hours and like eight probably episodes later. 17 Richard's racist jokes, uh, four Christie's old and uh, from Australia jokes. Uh, two RJ's got a bad back jokes and one really funny Celeste's <laughs> poor joke. And we're here now. We made it. <laughs> oh, we had to boil it down. We made it. Wow. You really, you really hit me in the, in my weak spot there with the back stuff though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, not RJ being a nerd, not RJ being a troll, like nothing. Just, you have a bad back. <laughs> I'm not laughing at it. I feel bad for him. I can see him in pain right. over there. That's what I'm thinking. I look at him. I'm so like, basically, three fuck yous to Richard Christie and Celeste. <laughs> and then RJ, I feel bad, man. I hope you're doing all right. He's <laughs> our guest. I'm not going to be mean to our guest. Fuck me, I guess. RJ's not a guest. He's part of the part of the group now. He's a, he's unpaid. He's and an unpaid um, guest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, July of 2021. July started out fairly well for Chris. Uh, she seemed to be settling back into fulfilling her commissions, creating more pages for Sonichu, and posting more videos. 
Um, one classic Chris video did emerge where Chris punched holes in her wall in reaction to the fifth generation of My Little Pony not meeting his standards for whatever reason. These are the ones that I think he's just fucking playing into his character, like where he has meltdowns over a new game or something. But I don't know. I don't I haven't watched enough videos. I should yeah, watch man, this. That's yeah. like because you I mean you talk about like the hyper dimension shit. That's like pure psychosis. So like all this that's other psychosis. stuff is just like satellite to that. I think it's all real. I have to watch it. I haven't seen enough of it. That's the thing. I watched a bit. And I wanted to be more surprised than anything. But I. I it doesn't sound like he's getting more sane. I'll tell you that much. No, no. Mm-hmm. Or she. Sounds like a spiral's happening. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. July largely passed without incident until the 29th uh, when the Chris Chanthology reaches an absolutely mind-blowing climax, which is probably not the right word given the circumstances, but I did what I did. <laughs> On July 29th, a troll released a recorded conversation between herself and Chris, wherein Chris makes a damning confession. Somebody should have cut down his internet a while ago. Cutting it down! <laughs> it's just fanfics that come through and shit. I didn't even know there was such a thing. I didn't even know there was incest fanfics. Were there about you and Barbara? I can't believe that. I didn't even think that. I, I knew that you guys had a good relationship. But I always thought, because uh, I'm not huge on Christery and, you know, whatever. I just thought that the whole Sonnetry franchise was very interesting. And that's how I um, got into you when I was younger, right? But I had, I, I didn't I had any idea that Barbara was, um, that Barbara and you had that sort of relationship. I never got any of those uh, vibes. But um, how did you approach her? I approached her with care and caution. Mm-hmm. And it was a... Time, it was a time approach, so I just gave her comfort and talked with her, and we just branched out slow and steady. And then I, then I, and I encouraged her positively, let her make the first move, and she wanted to do it. And she, oh, she did really? She made the first move? Yeah. Oh, oh really? Wow, Barbara. <laughs> how how did she do it? If you don't mind me asking, what was the first move? Uh. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Um, well, that was her first move, but my approach was. Hmm, I forgot exactly what what terminology the approach I used, but I approached with care and caution. That's good. And I was, and I was, and I was direct and upfront with her for the most part. That's good. And what? How did she respond when you um when you approached her? What'd she say? Yeah. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was kind of, it was, I think she was partially confused at one point, but, but then she came around, obviously, with the more approaching, with the more approaching than I was uh, doing with her along the way. Right, so she, so she got into it. How was, did you, how was the first kiss? You kissed her? How did that feel? Having known this woman for your whole life, how did that feel? Oh yeah, I mean it was simple uh, lip, lip lock, lip to lip kiss content, but yeah, it was actually good and it felt right. When did you start having feelings for Barbara? Well, obviously, for you know, well, for a long time. I mean, I remember even mentioning some time ago in one of the videos that I even had dreams where I had dreams where I had sex with her. Obviously, really? So. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. The Oedipus. Content. Oh, Oedipus. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, 
How, how, if you don't mind me asking, I know that's probably personal, you have to answer, but how is the sex? Uh, I'd say it was satisfactory. It took a while. It took a few tries to. It took a few tries, yeah. She is, she is older. And plus, uh, also, she's very understanding about the whole thing as well. I was direct with her, still direct and honest with her. And I made sure that I, yeah, obviously, I'm never going to propose marriage to her at all because we're already daughter and mom. Yeah, mother and daughter. You know, they say there's no there's no stronger bond than a mother and her daughter. Sorry? We've been doing it every third night, and the first night being on June 27. Oh, you have a routine? Oh. Yeah. Well, at least you have a stable, you have a stable relationship. Because you know it's not going to end. Like, if anything happened, you'd still be, you would still be, you know, you'd still be mother and daughter. You're, it's not going to, like, be explosive breakup, right? That's, at least that's comforting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you said since... <laughs> June, it took June, us a few nights to, right? It took us a few nights to figure, figure out what, what made what felt right and what didn't feel right. And does your mother enjoy it? Yeah, she's having, yeah, she's having a good time. Literally. She is. She's having a good time. Especially what we, what we figured out. That's good to hear. Do you guys act more like mother and daughter, or do you guys act more like, you know, lovers? When, like, say you come home from, you know, the supermarket and you see Barbara, uh, would you say, hey, sweetheart, or do you say, hi, mom? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't called her mom in quite some time now. Oh, really? So, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a calendar love at this point. But you recently yeah. started dating Fiona, isn't that, that's true, right? In an open relationship? Yeah, it's, 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 as often as possible, eat at the dinner table together. Yeah. I haven't been able to eat much lately because I've had to switch to a soup diet because after getting the crown, oh. I choose. Oh, did you? Yeah, these Right. And plus, she's still trying to remember her and her child. And right. That's true, yeah. Well. So I'm glad encourage her towards the possibility, towards the positives. And right. You know, be like homemade with Yeah. Knowing, knowing you, Christine, I think that uh, because you, I, I know, I understand that she's mature, you know, and she's mature and she's wise, she's wise in her ways, um, you know, she has experience and she loves you, and you two have a great relationship, but wouldn't you want somebody who's younger, right, and you keep up more with your energy? Yeah, a lot of time with your mom, like, whatever you have left with her, that makes sense, because, you know, you don't know how, how long she has left, so you just want to, you, you just don't want her to be lonely or anything, right? Yeah, obviously. But mm -hmm. yeah, I still uh, would want somebody who was younger than, who was younger or close to my age, obviously. I don't know, maybe, uh... You don't want anyone who's younger? Uh, not too many, not too many others at this, at this time, but, I mean, obviously, uh, with uh, my affirmations, I'm, I'm attracting my twin flame, and we, we proceed towards it more slowly. Sorry, I'm kind of volume for my, I can't, I have a really bad ear because I just, I got sick, like I can't hear my voice. It's hard to hear anything at all.
But I can hear you now. Go ahead. So anyway, um, everything, with the events and everything, and I was feeling like I really needed a sexual release. Mm-hmm. Not too many, not too many individuals this side of the archer were coming up to the plate right, right, right. There. So, and then the everything was coming into good alignment, and right, it was good, the signs were all there. Even they went, even they went away. I know, God, just. God said this is okay? Yeah, then you don't have anything to worry about. If God himself said this is fine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah. I gave a lot of stuff to myself. I was like, okay, so I'll take a dive for it. So, But how did I'm this happen? How did this come about? Well, one which just mainly I was really, really horny, and I did uh, a true and honest... Uh, relationship to come about so obviously this was one of the best ways to do it despite it being with the I don't want to believe in labels at all but right. I mean, obviously yikes yeah I'm sorry who was the person interviewing him I will talk about the troll in a little while if you're okay with that. yeah that's fine that was just some like really fucked up and gross like leading question for encouraging it yeah yeah like, I do find some of this trolling funny. I didn't really find that funny. Like, I found it kind of like... I mean, like, there there were a couple lines that, it's not even trolling. that did get me, but... <laughs> well, it's just gross. It is. It's, like, over the top because she she's just like, how did you approach her? <laughs> like, I don't know, at the fridge? Like, <laughs> <laughs> We met in the hallway and it was... <laughs> Uh, but yeah then it was like then he had she i'm sorry she had an answer and it was like ooh. <laughs> everybody's feeling good and icky now okay so yeah a lot to unpack there um i don't think we need to even like get into it you heard what you heard and it's wow in addition to this call, the troll also leaked a series of texts where Chris gave more details about Barb's sexual abuse. In these texts, Chris revealed more graphic descriptions of their romps, she called them, and also claimed that the two of them having sex was helping improve Barb's memory problems, stating that after they had sex, they were cuddling, and Barb recalled a story from when she was only two years old. She was really proud of her for this, I guess. good job mom so immediately after this was leaked a flood of welfare calls came into the local police who went to the chandler residence and issued a protective order which forced chris out of the house indefinitely and barb was taken to the hospital the next day chris stole 750 dollars from barb's bank account Uh, the quickie admin immediately cut all ties with chris and began refunding all of the money gained that month from the people who donated to keep the site up and running officially backing down from all involvement with the forum. Several trolls were in attendance when Chris was arrested outside her hotel on August 1st and filmed her entire arrest. Uh, Many of the people standing around were unaware of why Chris was being arrested. Chris shouted up to the trolls who were filming some nonsense nonsense about goddesses and some other shit about Sonichu, but Chris said that she believed everything would work out all right. Chris was jailed without bond and charged with incest. Okay, 
sorry, this is tw- this is like August that just passed. Yes, August twenty twenty one. Um, now I do want to specify because there was a lot of comments and this was actually something even someone I know who watched it said to me, which was, this is just probably just Chris saying shit because he thinks it will make him interesting or whatever, or cause he lies, he does lie. But the fact that he was charged with incest officially means that when Barb was at the hospital, they found proof. Yeah, that's so I do want to make that clear. That's where my head was at on it. Can I ask the question? I'm going to ask it. Did Barb say it was consensual? There is absolutely no information on what Barb said about it. Yeah, that's that's some of the stuff that I've kind of gone back and forth on with because it's like with how disabled Chris is, you, you it kind of makes you think like, is there a possibility if there's a question of who took advantage of who? And I... I don't know. I, I lean more heavily towards just because of how like demanding and crazy Chris is that she was the one to force herself on Barb, but I, they had a weird, that, that codependency thing is so fucking strong. And if, if Bob dies and she goes fucking nutters, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like how long before, after the actual, when they were saying i'm not a pedophile nope i don't agree with pedophiles or not pedophile i'm not i'm not into incest but if i incest should be okay though like how long because like were they just fucking like this whole time they're holding hands and stuff getting back massages no chris said that the first incident was june 27th and he was arrested july 29th i don't i i personally don't necessarily believe that but i do because i don't think he's smart enough to come up with a date like that I feel like this was accurate um, there. I didn't get into all the texts. I don't really want to read them here. They're gross, but um, quite a few of the texts basically go over how Chris approached Barb the first time. And it was basically that he tried to, he tried to finger her. And- okay. All right. Yep. You're right. That's enough. It's too late for me to be getting this horny. Okay. and she kept asking him to stop Hmm. and chris said that in the texts um but then she eventually just gave up i guess yeah and then once it happened once i guess she was like well i guess this is just a thing now Hmm. and honestly knowing barb and how frequently she goes to bat for chris for everything i imagine if they if they cared i imagine she couldn't testify anyway because of her dementia but if they cared enough that to to get that from her then i imagine what she would have said was that it was consensual because she would do anything for chris right right that and like now we can't for sure can't give barbara money because she's just gonna bail him out well she hasn't yet yeah but she probably doesn't have money that might be true she'd find a way to get it no she can't anyway he was he's jailed without bond yeah but he can't she you can't you can't stand in the way of true love, Celeste. I can damn well try. <laughs> the only reason I ever met Bob was to make you oh, boy. <laughs> perfect lover. That's an interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, yeah. So um 
the troll who was responsible for Chris's arrest goes by Isabella Loretta Junk Yonk J A N K E. I don't know. Okay. Yonk. Um, she had quite a reputation online herself for being a despicable cyberbully. And during the course of her conversations with Chris, she could be heard encouraging him to continue what he was doing, and she made no attempt to protect Barbara from the abuse whatsoever. There's a whole page on her on the quickie about what a piece of shit she is. It's funny. It's like she has STDs and she smells like asshole. Like it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara returned to the family home alone at the end of August 2021. Barb's doing okay. She was in a car wreck near the end of last year, which resulted in a couple broken ribs, but she's 80 years old now, all by herself in the horde with their pets to take care of. So I certainly hope she's being monitored. Every time uh, Christine decided to get up and mount her, she was getting hit by a car all the time anyway. So, wow, she's used to it. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> yeah, I'd say too soon. It's been like fucking six months. Jesus. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Look at Christine. That's a truck lady. Yikes. For real, though. Okay, um, the story isn't actually done yet, which is disappointing, but due to COVID, it could be a very long time before we know anything more. Uh, Chris's next court date is scheduled for July 28th of 2022, nearly one year after her arrest. Uh, Chris is currently in an unknown mental health facility being assessed before she faces trial for the incest charges and whatever else she may be charged with. Chris's 40th birthday passed last month, or I guess two months ago while she was in jail. Um, since she's been in jail, she has continued to have some contact with trolls via letters and one phone call, all of which have been extremely religious in tone, falling back on her old Christian beliefs. And uh, Chris demonstrates a very severe Messiah complex, complex, believing herself now to be the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Do you think Chris is going to go to court with fake tattoo sleeves and a goatee? No, I'm think? pretty sure she's going to show up, <laughs> rip a loud, wet fart during somebody else's hearing. Oh. I'm just a normal. I'm just a normal defendant, guys. <laughs> oh, and do you reckon she'll like campaign that, like, if she get after her sentencing, do you reckon she'll campaign for like being put in a women's prison? Um, probably, I would guess so, but current laws would prohibit that you can only go into a woman's prison once you've officially surgically transitioned did you see that um in um i think it was texas they i think it was texas i can't remember it's definitely america but they were allowing trans women who had not transitioned so still had their bits to go into a female prison and there are now <laughs> 12 female inmates that are pregnant. <laughs> guards found the perfect scapegoats. Good job, guards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they're questioning their um questioning their policies. And yeah, that stuff is almost like intentionally done, I think, to I mean, like, it's, I know it's conspiratorial to think that way, but, like, it feels like that way just to, like, discredit trans rights and stuff, like, it, it, sure. it, it picks mm -hmm. up so much steam in the media, because then they had another one where there was a prison where they paid for the, um, the gender affirming surgery for an inmate, um, 
and uh and 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 when you get into the weeds on it they talk about like prison prison always pays for like medically necessary procedures so all this was was just a case of a doctor looking at that and saying yes this is medically necessary for the survival of this patient or and and and, and prisoner but you know of course the media takes it and is like oh we're, my tax dollars are paying for fucking blah, 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 even though most prisons are fucking private and, and it's just ridiculous I don't think, uh, put it this way, I don't think the trans community, and I'm, I shouldn't speak for the trans community, but I'm just making this up. Um, by trans, do you mean right transgender or translucent? Because. Tr- ooh, tra- I'm not speaking, I'll never speak for the translucents. Um, but I mean, uh, the tra- I don't think anybody, I don't think they want Chris Chan as a spokesperson. So I don't really <gasps> of course think it really not. matters. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, uh, I, maybe they want do, I don't know. But. I think whatever Chris Chan ends up doing at the end of like pushing for, it's not going to have any support from that side of things, but maybe. Well, sometimes you don't get what you want. All right. Maybe you want a clean, (laughs) well-spoken on a stage. Oh, done up Elliot page uh, speaking highly of your community, but instead you get uh, a crazy person sobbing hysterically in handcuffs about goddesses and, uh, made up cartoon yeah. characters so i i have a feeling that the the trans community would be more concerned about chris's mental state than they would be about what's in chris's pants yeah so <laughs> as everyone should be yeah that's it so what was the what was the girl the troll girl's name again isabella loretta yunk she's still active places can we go follow her Really I think so. Her? Can I go try and troll her? Do you think she'll out troll me? She'll out troll me. I suck at the internet. I'm I'm looking her up now, and she strikes me as a total fucking lunatic. She is. Um, good lord. Uh, the can I interview her? Can I offer an interview about Chris Chan? Do you think I could talk to her and it would be uh not outrageous? Uh, no, no. I don't know. Maybe just go to her and be like, I sometimes have sex with my mom. And then she'll be like, let's chat. <laughs> she wouldn't go on a podcast called Unethical. You should talk to her. Fuck that. Sure. Well, Celeste, that was a lot of work. And thank you for doing that. I'm going to have to now go down a Chris Chan hole and watch all the videos. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to take a look because RJ was like, have you considered covering Chris Chan? And then all of a sudden it was like 14 hours later and I hadn't slept and I didn't know where my pants were. <laughs> <laughs> And the only thing different in your life was that you were researching Christian. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to think that you uh, have such a high opinion of me, RJ. It makes me feel good. It's, my opinion is of you is no higher or lower than that of anyone else, I promise. Could you at least knock me up two points on your respect scale after I've done this for you? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And will you take back one mean thing that you've said about Canada? No. What was this for? <laughs> yeah. I want you to drink some goddamn maple syrup like the rest of us. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unethical Podcast. If you're not in the Facebook group, stop being such a silly goose and come find us at Unethical, the official unethical podcast group. 
If you find you just can't handle the anticipation until the next episode, then it's a great time to join our Patreon, where we have a ton of extra unethical content, and of course, our brother podcast, Private Dicks. And in case you didn't hear the good news, Private Dicks is now Public Dicks. Every two weeks, an episode of Season 1 will drop wherever you eat your podcasts, and our lucky Patreon patrons are literally living in the future, listening to new episodes from Season 2. On the fence about it, have a listen to the trailer and see what you think. If you've got a case, big or small, give the private dicks a call. And yes, the phone number is real. Enjoy! Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Bah, easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries. Search up Private Dicks on your favorite podcatcher and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast? It's Private Dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call 1-855-PRVTDIX. That's 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Call 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the dicks will solve it. It's 855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Cause I'm straight when it comes to humans, but fucking gay from old people.